Girls One podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. If by filmed you mean recorded with microphones, and by audience you mean a half-eaten corn muffin we forgot to clean up last week. And now, here are your titular tour guides, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. And this is Two Girls, One Podcast. Where we interview people from the internet. The internet. Because there are real people behind the internet. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that we've learned. Yeah. So why are we into this? Who are we? Well, Allie and I have a comedy show called Blogalogs in which we perform internet content live on stage. We take Reddit, Reddit threads. Tinder messages, Facebook comments, text messages, everything, anything that you could find on the internet or in your phone, if you submit it to us, we might perform it on stage, but we come up with characters and scenarios. But Mm -hmm. from that, we've spent entirely too much time on the internet. My eyeballs are in a constant state of bleeding. Yeah, I've lost years of my life. So we've seen a lot of things that we can't unsee, and now here on this podcast, you're going to hear about a lot of things you can't unhear. Yeah, so good luck with that. I don't feel bad at all. You chose this. Okay, this is on you. Yeah. Just full disclosure, people at home. Caveat. This is not safe for work. NSFW, this podcast. Right. Parts of it are safe, but you're never going to know which parts are safe and which parts are unsafe. Don't chance it. We want you to keep your job. The lack of safety will come up upon you quickly. That's what I have to say. So today, we're going to be looking at age play. Do what guys, is age play? Do you guys know? I did not know what age play was before we started looking into I this. I actually did. You used that term with such ease. Reason. Yeah. Well, you didn't tell me that. Right. So I was on OKCupid once upon a time, and uh, I have a photo of me in a Hello Kitty onesie because I think that's hilarious and amazing and I love my Hello Kitty onesie. I know you do. And I just feel like if you're going to date me, like you should know what you're getting into. And so all right. my photos are absurd, which yeah. also may be why I'm single. But anyway, there was a guy who was wearing a one, an adult onesie in his profile photo as well. Was it Hello Kitty? It was not. It was blue. I think there were spaceships on it. Oh. Here's the thing. Uh, mine is, I think, is very clearly a joke. Right. Like, I'm doing, like, a superhero pose, and I look ridiculous. His was clearly serious. And he messaged me, and then I realized maybe I shouldn't have myself in a onesie on the internet in that way. Like, serious in what way? What was he doing? Was he, like, a businessman in a onesie? <laughs> there is a business... What was that called? That suit... A suitsie? So, the suitsie actually is incredible, and um, that is, like, a tuxedo... I guess suit. It's yeah. a suit. It's a suitsie. The way he was posing and the look on his face, you knew that it was not a joke. Because I actually I have seen other guys on OkCupid wearing onesies, wearing ridiculous outfits and costumes, and you can tell that... They think it's fun and funny, and I'm like, yo, what's up? I mean, sort of. I don't message first, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, anyway, I feel like all the men just got really angry. <laughs> so this guy was serious, and in his profile, it said, I am a little, with a capital L. Oh. And I'm into age play. I had known about adult babies from uh-huh. our work together, but right. I didn't know about littles, littles and age play until that moment. So what did you this find was out? A, this was a while ago. So a little is somebody who likes to pretend they're a child? I think so. I mean, we're uh-huh. going to learn more today. Yeah. And again, like not all of it is a fetish. I'm sure some right. of it is just because... 
this is the world and this is the internet. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Rule 50, rule 30? 34. 34. Rule 34, right. Shut up, Matt. If it exists. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> so he spoke. We also have this producer in the room. Yeah. It's weird that you didn't introduce me. <sighs> yeah, I honestly forget you're here. you're talking you right now. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> Wait, I have it's a It's not called Two Girls, One Guy in a Podcast. Yeah. I, there's no ring that, for that. There's no ring. There's no room and there's no ring. Yeah. I think it rolls off the tongue. Really yeah. doesn't. Really doesn't. I'm not going to say it. Why do you not message first? Oh. Why is that your oh, policy? Oh, I don't message first. So I, I think a lot of people are going to get really angry and say that, like, I'm anti-feminist or whatever. I'm very feminist. But I just still think that we live in a world where, for the most part, if the guy's interested, he's going to message. And also, there are so many people and you do get so many messages that... I don't know. When I was on OkCupid, okay I was just sort of like had it up there in case anyone wanted to message me kind of thing. But that's just the way I roll with so, internet dating. I respond. Meaning there's initiate. so much incoming from there's men incoming, that there's no need. Well, it depends. It's weird. It's not. It's a, it's a terrible place. Our producer's married, and you should feel very good about that fact. Yeah, I haven't been on a Even date. Even though you're a horrible person. I haven't been on a date since 1999. <laughs> that is so weird. You must have date wife. N- date wife? What? Date night with your wife, though. That's not the same, though. Once every six months, we do. Get but you to guys eat met in children. high school, <laughs> which did. is crazy. Yeah. Although yeah. it's not that crazy. Actually, so many couples that I know met in high school or college, which they say is. Like, not the way it happens anymore and is so outdated or whatever, but I, a lot of my friends met in high school or college. That's interesting. Our lighting mm-hmm. designer, that they're high school sweethearts, too. Interesting. I think we're very lucky yeah. that we found each other, and we also have worked very hard on our relationship exactly. over many years. So I yeah. don't yeah. think that... I don't think it works out that well over such a long period of time for most people because you're mm-hmm. children in high school. You don't know what you want. Right. I know, it's weird. You guys fortunate. were like babies together and then like yeah. grew up together. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool. Speaking of babies... Speaking of babies. Littles. Littles. Age play. <laughs> brought it right back there. Good job, Jamila. Oh, so circle. that's how I found out about age play and littles. And I don't know too much about it. I know a lot about adult babies because I've been down that wormhole. What's the difference between adult babies and age play? Because to me, I don't know what the difference is at all. Well, I think, although again, we're going to talk to an expert soon. I am not the expert. Yeah, but in your experience. I swear I'm not the expert. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, adult babies are people who want to live like babies for whatever reason or care and for them. The diaper yeah, lovers, yeah. yeah, and there's the diaper lovers. See, so you yeah. know, you know. And mm-hmm. so and that's really about babies. It's really an age thing. So I think littles, it's more like they like to pretend that they are toddlers or six-year-olds so or whatever. So not baby-specific. It's not baby-specific. Gotcha. And okay. again, I'm, I'm sure there's a fetish element, and then there's a lot of people just like wanting to return to the innocence of childhood, mm-hmm. I think. So we are going to talk to someone today who... I think it's going to show us the ropes. Mm -hmm. Guys, we're going to get into that. Okay. But we need to take a commercial break. Mm. Are you sipping tea on the mic? You're just sipping away there? Is that weird? That's a little weird. It's better than vodka, right? What if I was like, yeah, I'm just sipping some vodka while I don't care what you're sipping. You're just making sipping noises on the show. That's the force of like a thousand sips. We got to take a break for a commercial. But first, it's trivia time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's the trivia question of the day. You guys ready? Yeah. I found something called Cunningham's Law. Mm-hmm. It's a law of the internet. And it defines the best way to get a correct answer on, an, on the internet. Okay. So, some scientist, Cunningham, figured out the best way to find the correct information on the internet. Wow, that's extremely useful. Yeah. But how do you do it? 
Are you what's get, is the this answer? Multiple choice. I I don't know. I thought maybe we could talk it out we and we, talk would, it out? we would give the answer after what the break. Do you, all right. How would you? We're talking about like a Yahoo Answers forum, forums, right? We're try, Reddit. We're trying to get answers to something. You're just trying. Anyway. You are. You need an answer Face to a question. And you need the correct. You need answer. the correct answer. How How do you do it? You just Google it. I'm excited because this is it. going to be extremely educational for myself and our listeners because we all get on the internet wormhole. I feel like anytime you Google anything on the internet, you walk away thinking you have cancer. Yeah. What kind of question are we talking about? We're we talking about like what's the capital of something, or are we talking more about like how can I tell if he loves me? Like that's a great. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, because that that doesn't have an answer. No, based on what I know of this law, Cunningham's law, I think it has to be a factual question. Got it. So you're looking for factual information. How do you obtain it? And maybe it's complex information. So maybe it's the kind of thing that it's not the capital of uh, Delaware. Right. That's a Google search. But there's some more complicated question that you need to understand. How do you got it? How do you get it according to Cunningham? Like unclog the kitchen drain without bursting the pipe or something like that. How Maybe. does this Maybe. enzyme function? Yeah. I um, think if you want the right answer, you have to go to the right source. Okay. Which is so overwhelming on the internet. You have to be very specific in the way that you ask it. I wish you could see Jen's face. I know, me too. I was thinking about it. I was like, I wish that face made a sound. That face. It was like, it was that face. It was Tim the Dual Man Taylor. It was Tim the Did you know that they made a home improvement Nintendo game in the 90s? Where you, I think you play as Tim and you like have to like get power tools or something. It's pretty great. You power up. (laughs) Is Pamela Anderson there? I hope so. All right, listen, we got... Our sponsor really needs to. We need to get get moving okay. on that. Wait, so, do we? You want the answer? Are we're, you going to tell us? We're going to. I'm going to tell, tell you the answer. He's teasing it. He's going to tell so him after the break. It's Cunningham's law. It's, it's how you get the right answer on Am the internet. Am I going to be really disappointed by Cunningham's? No, I think you're going to. You're going to like, like it. Oh, okay. You're going to like it. It's good. It's worth it. So stick with us. We're going to break, and then we'll come back and tell you the answer. I'm worth it. Baby, I'm worth. Isn't that a song? That was that was really cool. What just happened? And now a very real advertisement entitled. Outer Carrot Eater to eat part of baby carrots from the worldwide website Craigslist.org. All right. So I need somebody to come over once a week and eat the outer part of baby carrots so that I can enjoy the sweet, succulent center of the carrot. Please do not have herpes or any STDs. I am very serious about this. I really only enjoy the center of the carrots. You must be good at taking little bites. I'm hoping to get a large bowl full once per week. We'll pay 50 cents per carrot. So 100 carrots semi-eaten equals 50 bucks cash in your pocket. It's really simple enough. What are you eating? Crackers. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Did any of you guys used to eat the crackers at the petting zoo? <laughs> Aren't those for the animals? Uh, yeah, and they're delicious. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think not... I got so tall. <laughs> Just lots of animal crackers. <laughs> Really? They're like, um, do you ever eat like rye Vita crackers? That's exactly what they tasted like. They're for the animals. They're <laughs> full of fiber. 
<laughs> what about that that animal ch- that animal kibble? Pet Never. From the Never. Dispenser? That's disgusting. <laughs> Wait, is this what Matt and I should have done to get tall? Yeah. Yep. It's we not because we're Jews. Yeah, but you also get furry backs. I don't know why I just got close to the mic like you. So you have a furry back? I don't know. <laughs> we have a body for radio over here. <laughs> just kidding. Hold up. Don't you guys want to know the answer to the trivia question? Nah, not really. I'm over it. <laughs> I want to know. All right, what is it? It's Cunningham's Law. Oh, the old Cunningham's <laughs> Law. Old Cunningham. Kind of hoodle. Kind of doodle. Kind of ham. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say something else. All right. Kind of doodle? Kind of what? Okay, yeah. You know. <laughs> kind of ham. How do you get the correct answer? On the internet. You don't. It's impossible. That's the fucking it's internet. It's not impossible. No, it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's Cunningham's law. Okay. And the answer is, you post the wrong answer uh-huh. on the internet. And people want to be right so badly that they correct you. That they you. go nuts. That is correct. That's smart. Old That's a Cunningham. <laughs> but how do you know that all the people arguing with you, that you're going to get the right answer out of that? Because there's going to be like 20 people who are like, No. That's not right. Here's the source. I love that that's how you hear all trolls that's, talking. That's, that's my that's troll. How I, no. That's how I hear all trolls as well. They're like bros. They're yeah. like 20-year-old like frackets. This is what it is. They're like in their basement. No. no. You idiot. And you're like, you're the idiot. I posted the wrong thing intentionally. Gotcha. Cunningham's law, bitch. <laughs> all right. I want to meet this Cunningham fellow. Sounds smarter. He sounds one. Why did I say fellow? Yeah, oh my god, we are so oh, so biased. sexist. Yeah. Seeps into everything. Anyway, that was cool. I bet Cunningham <laughs> is a fine ass bitch of a lady. Uh yeah. he's a dude. God damn it. <laughs> so today we're really excited because we're speaking with Michelle Joni, who is the mastermind behind Adult Preschool Mastermind, a preschool for adults in Brooklyn. And Do she is on right the line here? right now. Hello. Hello. Nice nice to be on the show with you guys. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. being here. <laughs> We know very little about, very little, get it? Yeah. (laughs) About this whole phenomenon. So I guess if you just want to start from the beginning and tell us about this community and how you got started with age play and anything you want to tell us. So the concept of Preschool Mastermind is it's a space for adults to kind of redo preschool, relearn the lessons, get back into it, uh, and kind of you know, tap into their four-year-old version of themselves or whatever kind of age they might resonate with. For me, it's, it's four mm-hmm. and, uh, and be able to see life through those, through those eyes. Why is it four for you? How did you choose four? When my cousins and this girl used to babysit were four years old, it was like a really uh, poignant time for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm very, I, actually that's when I did my Ted talk and I wrote, it was a, it was a TEDx youth talk and it was, you know, referring to being like the magical four-year-old. The number four has always resonated with me. Like my family is four people. Uh, my family runs Beatles festivals and the Beatles were based on four. So mm-hmm. I just, it's like my number. So for me, that's like, it spans a lot of things. Our producer, Matt, his daughter is four. Yeah, my daughter's four years old. And yeah, I agree. It's a it's a magical age, but it's also it's a tough age. Three and four is a time when kids are their brains are figuring stuff out. They can they can be (laughs) as no, they can be assholes. They can also be the most amazing, sweet, adorable Mm -hmm. kids you can imagine. So it's Mm -hmm. it's a cool time. Yeah. When I was little, my friend and I 
started this class called Fun for Fours and Fives. It was like a renegade class at the Y that we just decided to start one day. We Wait, when did you start this? How old were you? I was like 11. Okay. My okay. friend and I, we were always very mischievous and we're like, let's start a class for, for kids. We loved kids and we wanted to create this class at the, at the Y. So we just took it upon ourselves and we made signs and we put them up and we picked a classroom that was empty <laughs> and people brought us their kids and we decided we only we wanted four and five-year-olds. That was Wait, you just did it and people squatting. were like, sure, here are my children, take them. <laughs> and they left their children and then at some point, like people from the Y caught on. They're like, wait a second. <laughs> and they came and they're like, they waited with us until the parents collected oh the kids. God. They're like, you know, if the sign doesn't have the Y logo on them, like don't, it's not a real thing. You must be very trustworthy. Because if I stood on the street and being like, give me your kids, like, I don't think anyone should do that. Mm -hmm. But you, they were like, sure. Do you remember being four years old or uh, has doing the adult preschool kind of helped you tap back into what that was like? Yeah, a bit. One thing I really remember strongly about that age is for my birthday, I got this big uh, treasure chest, like a purple treasure chest of of dress up clothes. And I remember that totally was just the most exciting thing to have dress up clothes like princess clothes and sort of started a whole wave of me, you know, loving to dress up. We still love dressing up. We do. We perform and I have an entire wardrobe of dress up clothes. Allie recently met, you met a man with a costume box and you like fell in love. Okay. (laughs) Just in case he ever hears this, I didn't fall in love. We met once, but he was like, I have a costume box. And I was like, why don't we live in the same city? I was exaggerating for the podcast. (laughs) Just exaggerating for the podcast. And then a tiny voice in the back of my head was like, what if he hears this and thinks I'm a (laughs) I was talking to Jen recently too about how I feel like I want my outsides to match my insides more, which means I'm going to start dressing crazier. (laughs) Because my insides are crazy. I say like, change your outfit, change the world. Like, Really what you wear. Wait, is your so inf- what changed the world? So like what I wear will stop Trump? Is this what you're saying? I believe it could. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish. There's no rule that's like you can't wear a wig or you can't like wear a, a superhero costume on the street like a, on, mm-hmm. a, on a Wednesday. I do love whenever I'm on the subway and you see like a little little tiny kid wearing a Batman outfit. I actually always talk to those kids because um, I'm creepy, but I'm like, yo, nice Batman outfit, kid. And they look up like, what? And I'm that like grown woman in like a cape. I don't really wear t-shirts. Like it's, I, I love dresses and I, and I do, I, I don't know if you also know, I have a skipping club. We read about it. Yeah. We have a theme and a neighborhood and we meet up and we go skipping down the streets. <laughs> We paint the streets with joy and love and positivity and it's like a a flash mob in motion and I encourage everybody to dress up if they want. And so we've had like all different themes, that idea that you can actually like do that. And it really creates just such a fun ambiance around you. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's always like, where's the party? I'm like, it's right here. (laughs) And there's like this awakening that either happens or it's pushed away. You know, you'll see this bit of lightheartedness and joy and maybe it occurs to you as totally crazy maybe it occurs to you as as like like I get these people out of my way or maybe it occurs as what's going on here but but no matter what it is it really it's like it kind of sparks something in people that's like wait what what happened to skipping I was about to say I feel like a lot of people do these sort of social um public acts like this in order to film them to put back online for some sort of virality on the internet but that's not something that you do necessarily, right? This is just for the in-the-moment joy of it. So many people take out their cameras and film me doing this. Mm-hmm. I swear, like, there's, like, years worth of me doing performances on the subway that has never been 
like like I've never seen. Huh. We so, kind of feel that way with our show too. I feel oh. like in the audience, we're always seeing people get out their camera and film, but yeah. they're I mean they're not tagging us. We can't find it later. But they're also being posted to closed networks, so it's yeah. uh, if, true. If if you if I saw someone skipping down the street. I would, that you would might, be so fun and I might share it with someone or share it to my 100 Facebook friends, but mm-hmm. it's not public. You know, it might not get back to Michelle. Yeah. Right. So that's right, interesting. Right. Uh-huh. But I wanted to go back to the preschool and how that got started. So you have this class at the Y when you were 11 and then what? So then, you know, what, 20 years pass it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I went to I went to college originally to be a preschool teacher. I majored in early childhood education and it just, it came to me actually while I was massaging the feet of someone who teaches preschool Mm -hmm. and he was massaging my feet and this like idea was like oh my gosh preschool mastermind like (laughs) really like bringing people back and that's like I I love telling the beginnings of stories I'm like very much about that beginner's mind like where do ideas come from and how do they start and that's where the juice is and like within you know a day I had figured out the whole program Mm -hmm. uh like how this preschool mastermind I was like this is like what you know, how fun is this? Like, you know, adults really don't get to do show and tell. Like uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. we're, you know, held back, like, you know, this is a bracelet and like, where did it come from? What's the mm-hmm. meaning? And like, that's really important. And like right. sharing and different things that you learn in preschool. Actually, it's been a while since we've, since we've discovered. A lot of people don't know how to share. Right. I want to back up though, or not back up, maybe mm-hmm. move forward about uh, just knowing a little bit more about the curriculum and who is applying and you were said you said you're getting a lot of emails about age play and that's how you've learned about it because there's definitely from our deep dark strolls in the internet there's a lot of overlap between what you're doing in the age play community which is just to say that age play encompasses a ton of things from what we've seen so obviously there's a huge fetish side but there's also people just trying to kind of recapture the innocence of childhood yeah and you know to be completely innocent and honest like I didn't I didn't know about the age play trend until I started it. And that was kind of like so many emails like, hey, like, do you change diapers? And I connected with all these places around the world that have these preschools that are really meant to like get people back, give people an experience of being in preschool again in a different way than than what was really intended in 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 my class. You know, my class is people who are in marketing and authors and moms. And we don't treat the kids and the, the, the kids, the adults in the class mm-hmm. like kids. Um, we treat them like adults. One of the things this year, this year is really like, you know, with the political climate, it's like, how do we harness our inner child and our beginner's mind to think of real world solutions and evolve the world and like bring more joy, be agents of of joy in the world. So we saw that there's an application. What are you looking for when people apply? And I want to also know what you reject if you're allowed to share. Yeah. I mean, it's a print and fill it out application. Some people don't want to print it out. And that's kind of a sign that you're not really willing to do the work. You know, what we're looking for is people who are curious about life, people who are excited. That's kind of like a, a grounding piece of it. And can you tell us about some of the activities? Sure. We have a superhero activity where we kind of create our superhero persona based on what we experience in in the world. Like, what do we need to improve? How do you have to actually be a superhero to get out of bed in the morning? 
and to like not be late putting on your cape to, to go slay the day. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, show and tell, mm-hmm. uh, I love, I love show and tell and just like the most, some amazing things come out in that music time. We're all singers. We're all music makers. Our, our voices and our sounds are, are important. And as you grow up and you're told once that you can't sing, or you have this idea about yourself that you can't sing, uh, you stop voicing, you stop you stop rejoicing, you know, music time is a, is a reminder that you are a musician and that, you know, time to sing and same with moving and dancing. I like to give people the space to, to move their bodies, to move in ways that they haven't moved, to think creatively about how they get up and down from sitting to standing, to, to just think differently about how they're moving about their day. How many people are in the class? Our first class was six students. So this season we're doing a a number of pop-up classes and we had a pop-up class and it was 10 students, you know, really giving this like taste of, of preschool to to people in a pop-up sense is, is what we're doing this season. And how much does it cost? The pop-up classes are on a sliding scale of $33 to $99 for the class. Okay. How has the internet allowed you to grow this business or the idea behind the adult mastermind, preschool mastermind? We had this little concept and we put it out there and we had one story in brooklyn.com. You know, it snowballed in a way we could have never imagined thanks to the internet. Suddenly it was giving a voice to the possibility of play for adults all over the world. It's quite amazing. I mean, I've been in touch with people from all over the world who've looked for you know, mentoring and to launch their own preschool mastermind, just wanting to tap into this, this well. And at the same time that preschool mastermind took off, it was around the same time that the adult coloring book trend uh-huh. was really up. in a space of news washed with, you know, dismal stuff that news tends to be, you know, a place of, of lightness and possibility for people is really an amazing thing for the internet to provide. We have free play when you we, when we start with free play and have like different prompts for people to communicate with each other through free play. What are some of the prompts? You just mentioned that there are free play prompts to get them talking. For example, talking an accent. Now, like, why are we always talking in our regular accent? We could just throw in an accent at any time. Oh, wait, that reminds me. You have a preschool jingle. Can you sing it for us? <laughs> I know you're sick, but... Let's hear it. Uh, it goes a little something like preschool mastermind. Learning's fun. You will find preschool mastermind to get ahead. Just look behind circle time, show and tell dress up time, cast a spell music time. You sing so well rhyming time. My name's Michelle. But you can call me Ms. Joni. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's amazing. Wait, have you ever? We have more questions, but I feel like I, it needs to like end there. Maybe we'll rearrange it. Can I ask you a quick ask? question? Um, it sounds like a community has formed around the preschool mastermind. And what would be some of the defining characteristics of that community for you? People that maybe even you've talked to across the world. The community reaction is like, yes, like this is like I, I had this in my heart that this could be real. Um, so it's people with, with idea seeds that maybe they're afraid or haven't stepped into. And it's giving people permission to, to really step into their big ideas 
or their crazy ideas, the ideas that they think everyone's going to laugh at them if they do, or they're afraid to pull off or nobody's going to care. What are some of the surprising emails you've received from around the world, both good and bad, like in terms of people being really excited, but also people like totally misinterpreting it or having a different idea of it, just anything that you've received? We did a commercial with uh, Google Japan for uh, like one of their products. What? Um, what was yeah, this? I'm big in Japan. I was uh, on the Jumbotron in Tokyo. What? Wait, well, You're what? literally big. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us more. What happened with Google Japan? They filmed our class as part of um, the whole campaign was about thinking differently. And so they didn't, they had a number of different entrepreneurs and different thinkers featured. And one of the, uh, one of the snippets and avatars in the world was me and my, and my class in Brooklyn. This actually really goes along with all my stereotypes about Japan. Um, so I know this is sort of the darker side, but I did. you did mention um, you got an email about someone being like, do you change diapers? What was your reaction to that? And what was the story there? Like, I'm really curious about people in general. If you ask Ms. Can Can, my assistant teacher, she's like, you know, cut off any association with anybody who like, you know, thinks about, and, and you know, there's a place for that because we do want to keep our brand like, you know, separate and not be like meshed in, which we were both kind of surprised to be meshed in with this adult baby fetish. Like there, and of course there are similarities that you can't deny the idea of going back to preschool in general, that being in touch with a lot of people who who really just want to be treated like a, a kid and get their diapers changed. I mean, there's different levels of it, but I, I'm really curious and I want to hold space for that, like in, in the world and like, our childhood is so precious and we do get so far from our childhood and for people to be really not even just aware, but like curious and forward thinking about how they're going to make that childhood more part of their everyday life. I think it's really, you know, there's something special about that. Well, on that note, I think uh, we have to stop. But thank you so much. This was really incredible to talk to you about this. This I- has been educational. Well, I look forward to seeing you in touch. And yeah, come come play. Come do yeah. this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And we're back. Every day at the office, you're like, Allie, what are you eating? And I'm like, Trader Joe's burritos. I keep <laughs> promoting all these other brands like Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, when are you going to get advertising on our podcast? <laughs> I'm a walking advertisement for Trader Joe. Yeah, you're also yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yelling. Sometimes I fear I'm turning into my mother. <laughs> I'm not yelling. <laughs> yes, you are. Allison. You are yelling right now. Shut up. Uh, Matt, anyway, I feel, like, I feel like you yeah. had something you want to say. Not that I want to give you any more airtime, but yeah. Why are you fucking asking him any <laughs> questions? Is this called called Jen and Matt have a podcast? No, it's two girls, one podcast. I'm the other girl. You talk enough. <laughs> you think? Do you think I talk yeah, a lot? Yeah, I think it's it a shocker. I had it no takes idea. Jen and I combined to equal to balance, <laughs> to balance out the show. Out this. All right, this all right, all right, all right, all no, right. I was going to say right, my right. takeaway is that I like that kids have the freedom to walk out of the house wearing a Batman costume, like mm-hmm. you said earlier, mm-hmm. and adults don't have that. And why don't we have that, even if we might think that's Because we're fun. a bunch of judgmental assholes. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that was a very refreshing thing that Michelle, like that was the, the, the core of her mission is mm-hmm. like give getting adults back in touch with the freedom right. to be fun and creative mm-hmm. whenever they want. They're not limited by 
the rules of society. And, I, mm-hmm. and that's a cool thing. I think that's cool, yeah. too. There's no reason to shut down creativity as you get older because most of the time it is not everybody hurting does, other people. Though. Yeah, everybody does. What is that all Why? about? Why? Yeah. Because everybody gets scared and then they just have, then they just, they, they ideate. They're scared of what, though? Like living with regret. With no. Re- living with rejection. Rejection. Yeah. And Michelle said t- t- that too. It's like that's true. if you're told you're not a good singer one time in your life, yeah. people don't sing anymore. And that's a that's a shame. True story. Uh, freshman year of college, I, I loved to sing and I auditioned for the big musical and I was like brutally rejected. And then I didn't do much singing throughout all of college. It took until after college to get back into it. Hmm. Yeah, I have a similar story. Yeah. It goes like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that story? It's pretty much what the same story. What did you do story. to us college? We met in college. Maybe it's we did. College. So we survived. We survived. Yeah, we made it through. And now we have this And podcast. now we sing for a living. Give us your money. Yeah. We don't. I just made some money singing that. Just no, kidding. Stop talking about money. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I think there's a lot of reasons that people don't tap into their inner child. I also think people like thinking that they're so adult and grown up. That's something that I've always found is strange. Mm-hmm. Like I've kind of tried to like, rem- I haven't even tried, I just like, but I'm into like remaining ridiculous as I age. Mm-hmm. And I remember at my five-year college reunion, I said something insane and a girl goes, well, you haven't changed. And she meant it as an, as an insult, but I was like, thank you. Wow. Because I think that's good. That's Did she say it with that tone of voice too? Pretty mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. I think people wow. pride themselves in like, I'm a grown up now and I have XYZ and I have all these things and I'm so adult, which I mean, there's like, val- there's validity in that as well in like taking pride. But I think you can take pride in your accomplishments and your adulthood um, check marks or whatever mm-hmm. while still having fun, mm-hmm. which even though we insult you all the time, you do very well. Well, it's a balance. With well, I appreciate your kids. that. Well, that's the other thing that struck yeah. me in when we were talking with Michelle was that it is so much fun to play with kids and with your own kids. So when, mm-hmm. when you have to get on the level of your own kid and my daughter's four, yeah. you do four-year-old things. And so... The magic I, age of four. Sure. <laughs> when Would I sign up to be in an adult preschool class with other adults? No, I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. But I understand the appeal because I, I behave that way when I'm with my kids. Mm-hmm. And it's super fun. It's right. fun to be little again. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. I do worry about people who need to seek that outlet so much rather than just sort of integrating that kind of freedom into their life. But it's very hard. It's hard. Right. If you, you know, you go to work in an office, you're an accountant, and then you come home and... Mm-hmm. Where do you do? Where do you do that? Yeah, well, you got to get good friends and do weird things. Well, it's hard yeah. to make friends. It's hard. I mean, if you're always in the same circles of people, and I feel like yeah. you and I are like creating monsters all day. We're wearing costumes. Like we've created that life for ourselves because we, you know, put yeah. a real focus on that. But yeah, most people don't have those opportunities. Well, I got some bad news. What's that? We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Okay. We have things to do. If you want to reach out to us on social media, our Twitter accounts are Junebugger at Junebugger J O O N B U G G E R. That's mine, Jen. And Allie, the one who talks too much with a high pitched voice, mine's at Allie Gold, A L L I G O L D. If you would like to take it a little more to the next level and email us, it can be uh, 2G1podcast at gmail.com. We will respond. Also, something very exciting, you can call us old school radio style and leave us a message. And we, if, if it's good, we may play it on the show and answer your query. And that number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. Are there any other ways 
to keep in touch with us? Twitter? Nope. Email? Sna- uh, mail? Snail mail? I thought you were going to say Snapchat. <laughs> Snap mail. So, you know, just find us. You can send us your questions and like queries telegram. and thoughts. Oh, a singing telegram would be fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'd have to tell them where we are, though, and that seems dangerous. If you enjoyed Two Girls, One Podcast, it is extremely helpful to us if you spread the word and share this podcast with your friends. And you can find us on any and all platforms where you can find all podcasts, including iTunes and Google Play. Later. Peace out, y'all. See ya. One podcast is belched into a talk boy. I mean, hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula and produced by Matt Silverman in the third greatest city in the world, New York. Production assistance is provided by thepodglomerate.com. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. Be sure to subscribe for a new episode every week, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.